0: This podcast is created for farmers and powered by Pioneer Agronomy to bring you agronomic insights and proven solutions to fuel forward-thinking farming. Good morning and welcome to the May 17th edition of the Indiana Pioneer Agronomy Podcast. I'm field agronomist Brian Schrader on the eastern side of Indiana, joined as always by my co-host, Ben Jacob from Southern Indiana. Good morning, Ben.
1: Good morning, Brian.
0: Ben, we are joined this morning by fellow field agronomist, and that's a change. The last time we had this guy on, his title was still product agronomist, and with some changes in the countryside down uh, in your part of the world, uh, Cale Rustler is joining us this morning, and Cale is the uh, field agronomist for part of southern Indiana. And uh, we're uh, glad to have you this morning, Cale. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. Thanks, Ben. Um, Yep, made the big switch. In February, I uh, decided to become the field agronomist for southwest Indiana, so I cover a little bit further south than what Ben does, so I'm right below him. So, I cover, I believe it's 10 counties in the far southwestern part of Indiana.
0: All right. You don't ever, like, make it across or, you know, the river. You never get into any of the those other states ever, right? Never?
2: I try to stay on my side of the state. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't really, I don't want to jump over there and, you know, talk with Jeremiah or Evan. Yeah. So.
0: Yep. I can understand. So, the other reason for Kale being on this morning, besides the perspective from Southern Indiana, is also Kale's our next entrant in the uh, Tell Us All About Yourself Agronomist contest for uh, the Indiana Pioneer Agronomy podcast. So, Kale, we appreciate you coming on and uh, getting folks, our, our listeners, kind of a background story on who you are and how you ended up where you are. And so we, uh, I'm looking forward to this cause I've only known you for a handful of years and I know a little bit about your background, but not everything. So I'm looking forward to learning about you with our listeners. So I guess let's start from the beginning, where were you born? When were you born and just give us your background, you know? your folks and how you grew up let me let's start there
2: yeah so uh i i grew up about 20 minutes from where i live now a little town called Poseyville, indiana is where i grew up on a farm um my dad farmed and my mom was a junior high math teacher so uh that's where i started um out in life, uh, of course, was born in the big town of Evansville, but uh, of course, grew up there in uh, rural Posey County, northern Posey County. and then um, enjoyed enjoyed my time uh, all throughout you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, helping other local farmers, um, really involved with four h. FFA, um, Mr. Wasmer, my high school ag teacher, um, was a big influence uh, for me to stay on with agriculture and um, go to Purdue, um, where I studied ASM, uh, ag systems management. the The bug was early for me in regards to, uh, you know, being around all the agricultural equipment. I I was really wanting to be in agricultural equipment of some capacity. Um, and that's where, uh, right out of Purdue, I took a job at AGCO and left West Lafayette and went down to Duluth, Georgia. So that is a suburb of Atlanta um that would be oh northeast of atlanta and i was started out and with adco as a dealer dealer central uh coordinator which was basically moving equipment around uh from different ports taking orders for tractors um and then i was in that role for a little bit and then i moved up to being a tractor sales engineer that turned into a tractor product specialist um and that was for agco and massey ferguson tractors um did that for man right i think five years um after college so that sort of gives you uh, an idea of where i grew up you know northern posey county uh, on a farm there and then you know up through I guess, college and a little bit before I started with Pioneer.
0: All right. So let's unpack just a little bit of this because I'm curious about all this. So you talked about your dad farmed and your mom was a math teacher. Um, I guess a couple things around your dad, corn, soybeans. Was that what your farm was? Livestock? Some of those things. What what was the Rustler Farm like uh, in terms of your education on the farm?
2: Yeah, so good question. Yeah, corn, soybeans, wheat, and then we had a a lot of feeder hogs. So okay, uh, got got to be around a lot of hogs, and then of course, um, oh, uh, took took hogs for four H all all years of being in four H. So yeah, Yeah. it was a good experience, and then also uh, got to go out into Gibson County which is where all the Posey County watermelons come from and <laughs> okay. turn vines and weed and you name it okay. out there for a couple guys, uh, a couple summers. And then we also, um, my 4-H leader grew a lot of alfalfa and I believe he took it down there to the um, oh, Ellis Park, which is a local horse track just uh, yep. south of Evansville. So yep. yeah, got it got to throw some bales of hay and straw for him as well.
0: So, so I've known a lot of ASM management graduates over the years, had a roommate that was an ASM uh, management major when I was at Purdue. A lot of you guys start out thinking that you're going to be engineers. And so was that kind of where your headspace was at some point? I, you had mentioned your, was it Mr. Wasner that was your Uh, ag teacher Uh, there was something there I thought I'd be interesting to get your take on him and you mentioned that he convinced you to maybe stay in ag rather than go a different direction and so like I say a lot of you ASM guys end up thinking well maybe I want to be an engineer but you decide you're gonna stay in ag and go ASM instead so talk to us a little bit about FFA and your advisor there and how he convinced you to stay in ag
2: yeah I mean I don't think i was ever straying it was just more of you know he was a big influence on going to purdue that's where he went um you know he he had hogs as well on his uh farm that he was involved in and just the stories that he told during school and um he was just you know nice guy that always i guess just taught taught me a lot through those four years of high school um it was just you know, parliamentary procedure, how to do that, helping out, you know, doing community service, behind the scenes stuff that people didn't see that he saw, um, things of that nature. So it was just um, just enjoyed enjoyed those classes, you know, going through high school. It was just a change of pace from the other other classes that you have. Um, yeah, when I was going through high school. Um, you know, I was, had football, FFA, really heavily involved with hunting. I wondered about going into some type of wildlife, uh, oh, uh, wildlife management at Purdue. And then, um, oh, a, a friend of mine from from high school, he was in ASM, and that sounded like a lot better fit than wildlife management for me. Uh, you know, you got to it was it was sort of like uh Jack of all trades, master of none type degree sure that I was sort of sort of interested in getting. So uh that's sort of how how that went down
0: uh, okay college. So we've uh you got us up to the point where you're working for Agco, you're managing uh tractor the tractor line or part of it for the Massey Ferguson tractors at Agco. You said you had done that for about five years or so. And so then how'd you transition? I'm assuming that at this point you're still in Duluth, Georgia, or had you moved from Duluth or were you still in Duluth when you were managing the tractor line?
2: Yeah. So being a tractor product specialist, uh, you know, we got tasked with going out to different dealers, but then we also got tasked with doing national dealer trainings for like three months of the year in Phoenix. And then I think I visited almost every regional and national farm show there was, had to work those as well. Uh, Got married right out of college. So my wife, Katie, uh, she, she got thrown into going to Georgia with me, of course, but I was traveling a lot. And we were thinking, well, how can we move back indiana be closer to home instead of being 12 hours away um uh, i took a a small job uh with with a smaller uh, compact tractor line did that they also sold lawn equipment too did that for probably a year and decided that was not for me and i wanted to get back into agriculture sure. and that's uh, i was living in plymouth indiana just so happened, Pioneer was just down the road there. So it was in, uh, I think, 2008 is when I started with Pioneer at the Plymouth uh, production plant. So, um, started out as production tech there at Plymouth, Indiana. Um, did that for, oh, and I think it was probably a little over a year. And, you know, of course, working uh, at a production plant. I did a lot of the treating during the winter uh, for six months. I think I worked third shift. I was sort of over that. Just had a child um, and, you know, felt like all I was doing was working and sleeping. Um, never got to see anybody at home. So I started looking for m- maybe a change in in a role. So I got on the, the career search there for pioneer and there was a research equipment supervisor role down at union city, Tennessee. So I applied and, um, a little bit of a backstory here. My wife's father-in-law is a private wheat breeder and oh helped him out. Um, you know, every summer, um, right before we were married and then up until probably the past couple of years, um, so got to do wheat research with him, mainly was just running some of the, you know, the combine, uh, I didn't plant very much just cause of the timing, but, um, did a lot of combine. And so I was around the research equipment and I thought, man, this research equipment supervisor job, that might be right up my alley, you know, enjoyed being around equipment and then get to, you know, sort of see the research side of things too. So, um, Marlon Bergman was his name. He hired me for that job down there, at Union City, Tennessee. And, uh, man, I started that, um, I think it was 2010. So that was basically starting up. There wasn't a research equipment specialist uh, ever down in the southeast. So I was covering from southern Indiana down to Louisiana. Over to Florida, up through the Carolinas, and that was sort of the area I, I covered. So, of course, being doing a role, man, i I traveled a lot again. Um, had oh, let's see, had two more two more children at that time. Um, so, my son was the last one born, but we were we were already. He was sort of all the, I'll say, not even quite a year. He was less than a year when we moved, but um, spent a lot of time in the research equipment role uh, down in Tennessee. The main main role uh, was to basically take care, uh, service, um, all the internal research equipment that we made. So like Boris wind machine, impact combines. Um, anything. Oh. Um, that we might have put on research equipment that we bought. That was our design um, was big. In the power plant system that research now uses um, so you don't have people on the back, it's all automated. Um, was heavily involved with that. Um, for all my years as research equipment supervisor Um, but yeah I traveled a lot and then I think it was 2015 got asked if I wanted to move to Princeton Indiana to the research station and be a a senior research associate up there uh, for the um, field trials for uh, research and that is when I got to move back to southwest indiana um and do and did you know taking care of planting spraying side dressing um, all of our small plot uh, field trials for the research station um, at princeton indiana okay so, so so that was a lot hopefully that
0: nope i'm buddy to sleep nope i'm tracking with you so at at what point then in this conversation around moving around and everything where did you did you have an interest in moving to the field the product level or did that just come naturally with this position at Princeton and and how did that jump happen Kale?
2: yeah so um oh a couple years after being on the the research side um impact sort of got thrown around um impact testing there at the station they're like maybe you could i didn't really get asked to do it but um the guy that was gonna do it literally just had a kid and i was like you know what i'll, I'll do the impact planning and you know you can take care of the the research fields um because then you aren't maybe gone as much so that's where i got to know uh, bill meacham Evan Schubert, the product agronomist at the time, uh, Bill retired. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I got to know Bill quite a bit from being around the impact plots um, and working with him. And that's when I was like, man, I really like the product side of things. Um, Was basically a product specialist at Agco. Would like to get back into something like that for Pioneer. Uh, Knew Bill was retiring. And thought you know that's where I could get into that job so it was in oh late 2019 switched from research um, to the product agronomist uh, for the southern half of Indiana so did that up until just recently uh, like I said in February uh, there's an opening here for southwest Indiana where I lived um, and it was going to cut down on my travel time now that my kids are age where they're really busy with sports and uh you know theater and um all all things that kids get involved in uh right now so um so it's it's been nice to be able to to change roles and be able to stay where i am instead of traveling uh that's probably been one of the hardest things especially on my wife is how much i have traveled and uh her having to take care of the kids you know, for a lot of the time by herself. So she's been a saint and stayed with me all these years, even though I've been out running all over the place. So,
0: yeah, well, well, tell us a little bit about Katie and your family. I I guess I was one down on the child count. I didn't realize. And so I tell us a little bit about Katie and your kids and what you all enjoy to do, you know, those kind of things.
2: Yeah. So, uh, my wife up at purdue she's from uh not too far away from purdue uh outside of battleground sort of in between battleground and uh delphi is where she's from and uh she grew up just down the road i think from where old carl lives so i've okay i was gonna ask him that but um but yeah i met katie in uh at purdue and then we got married right out we were both the same age, same grade. Uh, married right after college. Um, she's she worked for her dad doing a lot of the the wheat books um, for a long time. She also down in Georgia worked for Kubota, so it was sort of funny. She was working for Kubota and I was working at Agco. Um, but then, of course, we left and she went and switched to helping her dad uh, doing the wheat books from from home. Um, And then um, as we started having kids, she's been a stay-at-home mom up until recently. She got a part-time job uh, helping out at at church uh, in the office. But uh, yeah, she got an ag communications degree from Purdue. So we're both big Purdue sports fans. Um, We like to go camping when we can. Of course, go to all the kids' activities. But uh, my oldest is Kayla. She'll be in high school next year. It's hard to believe it's already the end of the school year, and uh, she'll be in high school and then um, middle daughter Kenzie, she'll be in in seventh grade. and then my son, he's in third grade, so he'll be fourth grade next year. So um, they all keep us pretty busy right now with everything they're involved in, and it's nice um, to have made the switch where I'm not driving you know four, four and a half hours my furthest spot now i'm down to around an hour and a half from from home so it's uh been a been a good change and i just need to try to get out there and meet more customers which right when i started you know didn't expect planning to be as early as as we thought and uh hopefully i'll get to meet some more people as as the growing season moves on
0: sure so you've had a pretty diverse background, both outside of pioneer and inside of pioneer uh, you've got that connection to research like like Ben talks about on the podcast uh, a lot you know as you look back on all these roles i know there's certainly certain things you can pull from uh, a former role and transfer and as you kind of step back and look at all of the roles you've had both inside pioneer and outside kale can you talk to us just a little bit about maybe either two or three of the people that you have have really had an impact on you professionally and maybe just a couple of the ideas that you've kind of tried to carry through with you kind of maybe the kale rustler philosophy uh as you've kind of run through all these positions
2: yeah so i think uh lynn sievers was my first manager right out of college and that that guy was cool as a cucumber and i'm still pretty excitable but uh he was always just very nice you know even keel nothing upsetting even if you made a mistake we'll work through it um so it was nice to have that as my first boss instead of somebody that might have been you know like i i don't know like you might see in a movie or something for way some some folks get excited but um so it was nice to have him as my first boss um probably when I was a research equipment supervisor, uh, Tom Sauber was another manager that I had, and he was very nice, uh, similar to my first boss, you know, didn't get excited about anything. Enjoyed hearing my opinion. You know, I asked him things, you know, not getting along with this person. How can I, you know, improve that? And he, he always had great answers, uh, for me and, uh, yeah, I guess those would be the two uh, guys. and i I think it's just comes back to you know trying to be calm and not not get too excited. And um, that's probably helped me already in my current role with customers is just to be calm and don't don't get too worked up about anything. So uh,
0: that's an interesting thing for you to say because I, I haven't spent a lot of time with you uh, outside of professional settings and you getting fired up about something quite honestly would not have been something I would have put on your list. So either I'm not spending enough time with you or we're not talking about the right things to get you fired up. So, um, that's an interesting one, Ben, you've, you've worked with kale for a long time in a number of these settings that he's talked about today and you're working with him now. I mean, you guys have been teammates essentially for a number of years, but now, directly because of kale's move to our role as field agronomist talk to me a little bit about what it's like to to work with kale and what do you get when you are engaging with kale on topics and when when you're working with him
1: well i don't know if you're trying to goad something out of me brian but i don't know no not at all i get too fiery either
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, no. I, it's interesting to me. I, again, we set in these meetings that we have or we're out in the field doing training and things. And, um, for Cale to say that, you know, he, those two managers that were even keel, cool, cool as a cucumber to use his words, because excitability is one of the things that maybe challenges him. I'll use that word. I wouldn't have expected that very sincerely. That wasn't, I, I see Kale as cool, cool as a cucumber. So <laughs> it, it's impressive. So, I don't work yeah. with him like you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've not, I've not seen Kale get too fired up either. And I think you know, in any given company, um, there are going to be some pain points, right? That you could could put you in a situation where you would want to express some frustration. So, uh, Kale, kudos for uh, you know staying even keel through that. But I think Ryan, the, the agronomy team at large, at least in Indiana and um, probably more specifically, the agronomy team in Southern Indiana might have a longer history of this that, that precedes me. But we've been a very collaborative group, I think. Um, you know, and trying to trying to make sure that we are providing the best service that we can to go with the product and and covering the area that as best we can. And um, so I think that um, from my perspective, as Kale's changed roles and responsibilities, he's been willing to slide right in, and you know, in his um, and in, in his previous role he he did some things that um you know helped help with the group at large that that probably weren't done in the past so i think willing to help out and been been very collaborative and ask questions or give feedback in, in both directions keeping an open channel of communication is it, it's really really easy to work in that environment so um so yeah as far as as far as working with kale man i've got a it's been it's been easy transition across the roles i i i was trying to remember back i was in in princeton um, when kale was there for some training at one point and i don't remember if i crossed paths with him or not there was a guy i remember that had an office that was there was kind of heated about something that day, the morning when I walked in. So I could say maybe that was kale in, and <laughs> in Princeton there, but I didn't see who it was in the office. So, and I hadn't met kale yet. So, <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. <clears throat> and so kale, we've talked about your professional career. We've, we've talked about your family and everything that you've got going on there. That probably doesn't leave a whole lot of time for uh, a lot of, personal hobbies or things like that, but I know you did mention the hunting piece and the thought of being wild in wildlife management at some point. Those habits don't die easily, so I'm guessing you're still a hunter, which is probably part of the reason why you and Ben talk on a regular basis, I'm guessing, is about hunting, but tell us about what you like to do or you know, you mentioned the camping. Just give us a little bit of the things that, if you're not walking cornfields or working on pioneer stuff, you got a few minutes. What what's the what do you, what do you like to do?
2: Yeah, uh, camping's one that we we all enjoy here at our house. If we can, uh, we like to go over to Rin Lake. It's a real real pretty place just south of Mount Vernon, Illinois, um, is where we've gone as a family most most times. We get to go camping. Um, we sort of got into camping because I never felt um, that I could ever plan anything with all the jobs that I've had. So never could plan vacation. So we'd go camping uh, because you could sort of do that last minute, especially before COVID. Uh, sure. And nowadays you got a reserve, which sort of defeats <laughs> the purpose of why I got yep. into it. But um, sure. that's, that's where we get, uh, go or try to go. We, we don't go a lot, but we try to go quite a bit, uh, if we can, if it works out, um, between, you know, different kids activities, but, um, I like to, to grill and smoke, uh, meats whenever I can. Um, that's always fun. That's probably why I weigh what I weigh. Um, but, uh, hunting, you know, I, I Ben is far more adventurous than I am and I love to hear his stories um but I as I've gotten older I don't know when I was younger I mean I that's eat live hunting that's what I did I had a bird dog we'd go field trailing deer hunting uh, upland bird hunting I I really enjoyed that when I was younger I uh, don't have a bird dog right now um wondered about getting back into that deer hunting I uh, haven't been, didn't go this past year, but I have gone in previous years. Um, and we're getting to the point where my son would like to start going with me. So I'll probably get back into that. It's one of those where didn't quite feel I had time, probably should have taken time to go. Um, so hopefully get back into that here soon,
1: a little bit more with my son.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds like
1: um, a... Um, Kale, I'm I'm looking forward to the day when I can use the, it's for the kids excuse to, to, you know, change, change the accounting on my time spent in the woods. So very much looking forward to those days. Have to get some pointers from you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Kale, we appreciate you being with us today and uh, giving a little bit of background on how you arrived at the position that you arrived at. Anything that we didn't talk about that you think folks would be interested in hearing about uh, you know, your pioneer career or your personal life or anything that we haven't talked about?
2: I mean, uh, it'll be at the end of this year, it'll be 15 years with pioneer, uh, been, been in production research and now, now sales. So, you know, that's, it's been nice to see a lot of the different sides of pioneer, um, and being part of DuPont pioneer and now Corteva, It's uh, been a great career, uh, and I hope it continues. I, I've enjoyed my time. I think people should think about you know um, working for Corteva or for Pioneer um, if the, if they have an urge to be in agriculture. So,
0: well, I I would echo those comments as well. I don't know that I can certainly name a, another ag company that has such an opportunity to do so many things. You and Ben are both excellent examples of the opportunity to move around the organization and to have experience in a number of different parts of the organization. Uh, All of my time has been on the sales side. I am envious when I hear you guys talk about production or about the research side and just having that background. It provides you guys with underpinnings on information and how we arrive at certain things that I have to ask you guys about and you know to that point Ben you talked about how collaborative the Indiana group has been I think a lot of that is because the background of the Indiana agronomist group is so diverse and each one of us have got some things that we have in our background that influence how we do our jobs and certainly I think Kale's is a great example of that having all three of the you know, kind of the arms, if you will, of pioneer experience, he get, that gives him a unique opportunity to talk to all of us about certain things, especially when it comes to product or, you know, how that influences what's going on in the field. So Dale, we certainly appreciate you being with us. If uh, you've got growers in your part of the world or others that listen to the podcast that would want to follow along with you and what's going on in your part of the geography, how might they be able to follow along with you?
2: Yeah, they can uh, find me on Twitter, but I'm I'm not as active as I should be. I, I need to probably start getting on there a little bit more and uh, putting a putting a few more things out. But they can find me at Kale Wrestler
1: on
0: Twitter. All right, awesome. And Ben, how about you? How can they find you if they want to?
1: Yep, I can be found on Twitter at the Ben Jacob or on Facebook at Ben Jacob Agronomy. How about you, Brian?
0: Yep, you can find me on Instagram at b underscore k underscore Schrader. And so with that, we'll call it an episode. We thank Kel Russler for being our guest today and learning a little bit more about him and uh, talking us through what the situation is in Southern Indiana. We hope that uh, this finds uh, you as a listener safe. We hope that's uh, the way that we find you next week when you show back up to listen as well. And so with that, have a great uh, spring this w- or spring work this week. And then we'll uh, be talking to you next time. This is Brian Schrader with the Indiana Pioneer Agronomy Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Pioneer Agronomy team. Be sure to visit pioneer.com backslash podcasts to access additional episodes and learn more about our extensive on-farm data and innovative digital tools that are fueling forward-thinking farming.